Hello, listeners. It's that time again to uplift the soul tonight. Tonight, we're talking about spiritual battle. And I really had to get myself together to really talk about this. Because as believers, when it comes to spiritual warfare, we don't want to deal with it because with all honesty, spiritual warfare is exhausting. There is a cost when you go into war. There will be casualties. There will be those that you see as traitors committing high treason against the kingdom of God. There will be those that are captive that have been uh, prisoners of war or in bondage. And I want to talk about spiritual battles because we have spent a lot of time being very laid back as believers and the kingdom of darkness had has gained much territory because of it because in all honesty when it comes down to spiritual warfare and spiritual battle it requires you as a believer us as believers to have discipline and there was a time when when it came down to spiritual discipline that there were things that we did to train ourselves for battle. We armed ourselves with the word. If it didn't sound like God, we didn't waste any time looking it up. If it didn't feel right, we backed away from it instead of going toward it. We turned our plates down. We tarried. People don't talk about that anymore. We fasted and we prayed. And in spiritual battle, it is exhausting because it requires you to stand in the gap for someone else. If we choose to ignore or not believe in the spiritual realm, we're going to find ourselves to be confused, frustrating, and quenching the peace that God has promised to everybody. And the best defense that you have is a strong defense. And that defense is in the word of God. Now, when I say this, I hope you understand how important and how serious this is. Because the enemy has waged war on our families and our children. Broken marriages. Families not getting along. In the church, our leaders are confused and allowing any and everything, preaching under pressure according to what seems to be politically correct and not honoring God. And when you see that territory is being taken over in higher spiritual ranks, we got a problem. We got activity from spiritual darkness. And we're supposed to be suited, armored up, prayed up, and ready for battle. And the thing about Satan, he has ranking in his army, just as God does. The thing that God revealed to me, that Satan is like a pirate 
He comes in and he takes over. He plunders, steals, and and rapes and destroys. That's what the Bible says. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So while we sit back and we go to church and we shout over this and we say we're having a good time at church, he's sitting somewhere easily plundering and taking and stealing from us. And we turn a blind eye to it. And we say, God going to fix it. God going to do it. Or the popular song that has come out is, it's my winning season. But the Lord has revealed to me, you aren't going to win anything unless you fight for it. Unless you fight for it. Do you really think that it's going to be just that easy just to have everything laid in your lap? I'll be right back. Alright listeners, we are back in the session talking about spiritual warfare and we were talking about how easily we want everything to be laid on our laps. We are quick to say, even though it is the word, the battle belongs to the Lord. Oh, God fight this battle for me. But you got to understand one thing. He'll fight the battle for you, but you got to understand that you are the soldier. You're the soldier. He's giving you the tools to gain everything that kingdom is supposed to have. Now, Jesus has come on this earth and he has conquered. The war is already won in the heavens. Jesus told us in Matthew 28, 18. That all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. Now we have the privilege of having a relationship with God. And a lot of us enter into that covenant of salvation through grace. But Matthew 28, 18. The verse is, is not only. What am I trying to say here? I just really had to take my time with this. It's not only about our salvation. It's about our everyday battle and getting the victory. Because the the, the enemy is not going to leave you alone. There is a time of peace. There is a time for war. But to be passive as believers... That's one thing that God did not call us to be. He called us to be bold. But if we are going to sit back and not do anything and just, just, let me give you an analogy. You just got blessed with all of the things, material, in one room. You got a nice TV. You got a, a new furniture, new furniture. You got jewelry, anything you wanted. And you open up the door and you allow someone who doesn't belong there, who has no authority to come into your house, to just start lifting stuff and walking out the door. And you sit there with a smile and let them take everything on a day-to-day basis. They they taking, taking everything from you. Now, honestly, you would not allow that. 
So why do we allow it in the spirit? Why do we, instead of, instead of praying the word of God, which is the sword, using our weapon, our mouth as a weapon, we don't fight with our mouth with the word. Jesus fought with the word. When the devil called himself tempting him in the wilderness after he fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights, Jesus was in a battle then. And what did he fight with? He fought with the word. He resisted the devil and he fleed. He had to flee. And the word of the Lord came to me about pursue to ensue a victory. Pursue in battle. Go after the enemy. A lot of people scared to do that. But if Jesus told you that he gave all authority to you that was given to him in heaven on earth, why are you afraid to take back your family, to take back your health, to take back your wealth and prosperity that belonged to you that the enemy stole from you? It doesn't make sense to say you're a child of the king and you are afraid when the king has both dominion in heaven and in earth. Where is our boldness as a church? Or do we sit back just like the analogy just that I just gave? We sit back and we allow everything in our lives to be broken down, taken from us, our peace, our joy our health that's not the plan in the battle all right listeners thank you for being so patient with me tonight as i work through this through this word i'm going to wrap this up because there may be a two-part to this but i'm going to wrap this up with a bible story about David when David came back to the city of Ziklag and he found out that the Amalekites had raided his home and that they had taken uh, all the women who were there they take they had taken them captive and carried them off his sons wives daughters whole family taken captive and the story is found in 1 Samuel the 30th uh, chapter and David was greatly distressed and everybody around him was talking about it. Everybody was getting bitter about the situation because David was a leader and everybody was looking at him, asking him, what are you going to do? And you may not be a leader, but if you are listening under the sound of my voice, there may be something or someone that has been taken from you. The enemy took from you or you're in a battle against the enemy. And so what David did, David came to the priest and he said, bring the ephod to me. He wanted to clothe himself in, in the royal priest garment. And he said to the Lord, he asked the Lord, should I pursue after the enemy and will I overtake him, take them? And the Lord answered him and said, pursue them for you will surely overtake them. And surely will recover all. 
And people of God, you have got to encourage yourself. When it comes down to the things that are right and just in the Lord, and you inquire of the Lord, should I pursue after this? Should I pursue after the enemy? And the word of the Lord, when it says pursue, it means to chase after, to cause something to take flight. And the Bible says that when two or three are gathered together, there he is in the midst. And one can put a thousand to flight. Ten, excuse me, one puts 10,000 to flight. And if we get together and we are armed and we are ready as people of God through this spiritual warfare, we can put the enemy to flight. We can get our joy back, our peace back, our health, prosperities, our families back. We can win because God will surely allow us to overtake the enemy and will cause us to recover all. Some people in our families or some people that we are fighting for have been taken captive against their will. They're in chains. They're in chains. And when a person is in chains, whatever has them linked or whatever has fallen out to them, it pulls them. It jerks them. You know, if you ever hear the term, that person can jerk your chain or make you do something that you honestly in your heart know that you shouldn't do or, do, or don't want to do. Some people are addicted to some things and they're chained to it. The Lord can break the chain, but we have to go into spiritual battle to take the captives back. There are some people who have made up in their minds that they are not sold out, that they've gone to the other side. And when I say that, you have casualties of war, you have prisoners of war, you have um, those that commit high treason. Those people who have turned against the uh, turn against God, not on the side of the army of the Lord, which is not a, a wise choice at all to not be on the Lord's side because he is always going to win. He is always going to have the victory. So with that being said, the Lord says, pursue because you will overtake your enemy. People of God, you got to encourage yourself. You will overtake the enemy in the spiritual battle. Gird yourself up in the word. Put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness. Have your belt gird with truth. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And having the sword in your hand, which is the word of God. And using your mouth through prayers to speak things that be not as though they were to command the heavens and the earth 